Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to a very special postseason edition of the Boone Podcast. I'm the executive producer of the Boone Podcast, Rich Herrera, joined as always by Brett Boone and New York Times baseball writer and best-selling author, Tyler Kepner joining us here for today's program. Tyler, how are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? I'm fired up, ready for the postseason. Booney, you good to go? I'm good to go, Rich. All right. Uh, let's start off with a couple items that I wanted to bring up and get your your reaction to both. And I guess the first one, and, and I want to start off uh, by, by bringing up Tim Wakefield, who we just lost uh, yesterday. Huge, huge outcrying of support for the family from around Major League Baseball. I'll start with you, Brett. Uh, give me your thoughts on the passing of, of Tim Wakefield. Man, that that was kind of, you know, you heard uh, you heard it you heard it out a few days ago. And I I played in a golf tourney with Timmy probably uh, it's got to be a year, year and a half ago and uh knew nothing of it i i I think he's he's been diagnosed for a while now but all of a sudden i saw him that he had passed away it kind of is one of those things that kind of hits you um man it goes back i I played against wake starting in a ball when he first started throwing the knuckleball and they they you know we i I forget the team he was on he was with pittsburgh at the time um might have been Winston Salem, and they said, "Yeah, we got a guy here that's got a that's got a knuckleball." And I'm like, "Come on, a knuckleball!" I was coming out of college; I was freshly out of the draft, and that was my first interaction with him. And and we competed for a long time, you know, through our big league careers, and 
definitely uh, a big loss and, and something that was so sudden because I think the family had kept it so private for, for, for so long. I, I still don't know the details. I just know that, you know, once in a while you get one of those things that hit you when you're not expecting it. Definitely. When I saw that about Timmy, uh, it, it was a shock to me and, and, uh, you know, all my, all my wish, the Boone family, uh, wishes to to the wakefield family i know this is a tough time but wow that's one of those things that kind of gets you you know tyler yeah i mean you know talking to him over the years about uh the knuckleball um you know i have so much respect for those guys because they're they've basically been rejected by the baseball establishment or their skills didn't measure up i mean tim was a position player and he wasn't going to make it that way and and they just want to hang on to the game um as uh, however they can and they have to master this really difficult uh pitch and stay with it it requires so much perseverance and and and, and uh you know and he had it and I, I i go back to you know when when brett's brother hit the home run in game seven um to win the uh, alcs that epic uh game in in 2003 and wakefield had to walk off the mound um, having lost that game. And then the next year, of course, the Yankees come back, the, uh, the Red Sox come back from 3-0 and, and beat the Yankees. And I remember what Joe Torre, uh, you know, Joe Torre either went over to the clubhouse or called um, Wakefield, but he made sure in that moment of real anguish for the Yankees that he thought of Wakefield and he said, you know what, I'm, I'm happy for you. Um, you know, you're a stand-up guy, a good guy, the way you handled everything last year. And uh, if we can't be there, I'm super happy that, you know that that you get to go and i thought that was um that said a lot about the kind of person that wakefield is that uh you know that he made such an impression with the way he carried himself and, and the class act that he was that uh joe torrey would think of him at, at a at a time like that and and you know he leaves a, a very powerful legacy uh, obviously on the field and off for all the uh all the great work he did you know tell that's the best way to put it perseverance and you see how the outcome pouring of support and emotion from around baseball. It's because I think everybody recognized and respected that perseverance. Um, thank you guys very much. And again, Boone Podcast sends out our our, our wishes and condolences to uh, the Red Sox, Red Sox Nation, and to Tim Wakefield's family. A uh, couple of other moment uh, items I wanted to get to before we start diving into the postseason. A um, couple of managers uh, are not going to be returning. Tito Francona, of course, uh, rides off gracefully into the sunset. And then you have uh, uh, Gabe Kapler, who was relieved of his duties earlier. Uh, and then uh, now you have uh, Buck Showalter, who will not be returning. Tyler, let me get your reaction. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, in, in New York anyway, the, the big name, the first name people will think of is Craig Council because, uh, you know, he's been a highly successful manager with Milwaukee and and uh, his contract is up. And, and uh, he told me, I have a story out in The Athletic this morning, actually, about um, – Council talking about how you know it's the first time he's ever really had to you know to to shop himself and 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 to, if if people want to talk to me I'm gonna you know I'm gonna listen is what he said and and the Brewers understand that he he deserves that chance to to uh, to listen to offers and but they want him back they definitely want him back the owner Mark Adnacio, um told me that uh, for the story so um, Council will be I'm sure uh, on any team's radar if they're smart. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, real quick, I mean, Francona, again, talk about a legacy. He's, he's a slam dunk hall of famer. Um, one of the, everybody's favorite people in baseball. 
Uh, Kapler certainly had a, a, a remarkable season um, there in 2021, but I feel like some of that wears off a little bit. Um, the way the Giants uh, folded down the stretch, and I just, I just think those the way the way that you manage a team like the Giants, um, you know, all, all the mixing and matching uh, has its limits. And remember, in 21. I mean, Brandon Crawford was amazing. Buster Posey was amazing. And, and Posey's been retired since then. And Crawford, um, not the same player. So, uh, you know, it all ultimately does come down to the players. And and, and Buck, I mean, I guess I, I get wanting to, you know, have a new relationship between a new baseball operations guy and uh, a, a manager. Um, but I do feel a little bad about Buck. It was only two years that he was there. And the first year was great. The second one wasn't as good. And all of a sudden he's gone. Um I get it, but uh, it it doesn't, you know. I thought maybe uh, you know Stearns could come in and say, you know, yeah, Buck's not the problem here. We're going to ride it out with Buck and see see how this goes. But at the same time, I get wanting to have his own guy. Brett, uh, yeah, all three. You know, Tito played against for a long time, and uh, he is as as Tyler mentioned. He's he's one of those personalities in the game. He's a bochi. He's a he's a uh, Dusty Baker, um, he's in that breath where where anyone you talk that's played with him, against him, for him, against him as a manager, uh, never heard a bad word to this day about, about Tito Francona. He's had some health problems, and he just thinks it's time right now for him to walk away. You know, I, I always think, well, this is his last game. This is it. You know, the, the swan song and he's out. But uh, but I saw Bruce Bochy retire a few years ago and he had some health problems and he stepped away after winning three World Series in uh, San Francisco uh, to return two years later. I, I remember I had him on the podcast. I said, Booney, I, I feel better, you know, in Bochy's way. Uh, who knows if we're going to see, see Tito again. But if this is it for him, this is truly the end for him, uh, what a great run, those those World Series in Boston and, and the run he's had in Cleveland. Just one of the true class acts. He's going to be missed. Uh, but like I said, you never know if he's going to be back. Going to Gabe Kapler, I, I think Gabe is a, a classic. This is what big league managing is all about. <laughs> you get a gig, and one day you get fired. And that's what happened to Gabe. Uh, where he lands next, I, I have no idea. And then getting to Buck. I had talked to Buck a few years ago, right before he had he had accepted the job with uh, with the Mets. I know he's that, and I and I know we don't use these terms much these days, but he is that old school throwback guy, and really has a tough time with the modern day game, but has a way to. Uh, he made the adjustment. And, and he, all right, it's new era and, and it's not Buck Showalter's way. You got to kind of roll with the times. I think Buck did that. It was two years. Tyler mentioned a year ago, had a lot of success. Disappointing how it ended in 2022, but then the 2023, and nobody could see this coming, what happened in the Mets this year. Uh, him to be leaving? Yeah. And, and, and who knows? Buck will uh, find something to do in the game. He's one of the great baseball minds. I've known him for a long time now, so uh, I wish him the best. But, yeah, that's that's this game, and, and that's how we move, and, and those are the three moves. It's going to be interesting to see uh, in the upcoming days and weeks uh, if there are any other vacant vacancies, in, uh, in, especially those managerial positions. Tyler, are you hearing about anybody else that's on the hot seat right now? Not immediately, no. I mean, sometimes these teams will take a couple of days to, uh, you know, to to assess what they've what they've got going on. Uh, you know, certainly a couple of 
first year managers, um, you know, did had a uh, really disappointing seasons in, in, in uh, Kansas city and with the white Sox. but I, I don't think that they would, um, <clears throat> you know, bail on Macquataro in KC or Pedro fall um, in Chicago just yet. I mean, we've seen it sometimes that w- the first year guy gets canned, but I, it's, that's pretty rare. I mean, you know, you look at the really disappointing teams, Anaheim. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to lay that on, on Phil Nevin. Um, and you know, the, the, the Cardinals, I mean, I, they, they, they did, I mean, the Cardinals, they, they let go of Mike Schilt for a whole lot less than, uh, than, than uh, what Ali Marmol has done. I mean, sh- you know, Schilt had three straight playoff appearances and, 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 you know, all indications where he was, he was great and they let him go. Um, then now Marmol's finished last. I don't know enough about the inner workings of the Cardinals, but, um, you know, if there's that same urgency that they seem to have, um, or that same standard that they seem to have when they let go of, of Mike Schilt, um, you know, maybe they would make a move there. Um, but that's about, that's probably about all I could think of except the Padres. I mean, that's always the wild card, right? Like the Padres, there's been so much, uh, talk there about, uh, you know, a possible rift between Bob Melvin and AJ Preller. And yet Preller has cycled through so many managers trying to get this thing right in San Diego that I don't know if he wants to, uh, you know, to, to do it again. I, I think, you know, whatever problems they have in San Diego, I, I'd be shocked if, uh, Bob Melvin was one of them, but you have to keep an eye on that situation too. Okay. Uh, quick reminder, everybody. Uh, if you like the podcast, please leave us, leave us a, a rating and review it. That helps us grow the podcast. That's how this podcast gets out to more and more people and discover it every day. All right, let's get to the postseason. So Tyler, I'm going to start with you. Which of the teams that are going into the postseason are in the best shape health wise? Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. The best shape health-wise. Now, who goes into the postseason in the best shape? I mean, it's 162 games. You lost people along the way. Called people up. Uh, you're beat up. You're sore. But this is the whole of the season. You can worry about sleeping next week um, if you don't make it. But who goes into the postseason, do you think, physically, mentally, in the best shape? I think for I you know it's probably multiple teams, but I think one team that goes in a, in a really good you know frame of mind and, and, and physical shape is Philadelphia. I mean, uh, you know, they've got all their all their major guys. Um, you know, it, it, it took a while, obviously, you know, to get Harper the right spot, but he's there. I mean, they don't have Reese Hoskins, but they haven't had him all year. Um, you know, so I, I think I think the Phillies look like they are are, are really whole and they're very confident. 
Um, they got to face some lefties though against Miami, so that could that could really alter things. Um, but the Phillies go in uh, very confident. I think Milwaukee is is very um, pleased with 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 what they have going on right now. I mean, they, you know, Woodruff missed a lot of the season, but he's he's strong. So they have Woodruff and Burns and Peralta. Um, they have their closer Devin Williams. He didn't punch any any uh, walls this time. It was a couple years ago he did that. Um, so they've got their big guys. Yelich is playing well. Um, so I think Milwaukee's pretty confident because it took them a while to get those big three um, going all together at the same time, and and they are. So um, yeah, I think most teams are probably riding pretty high right now. Um, you know, game one uh, certainly can change things quickly, um, but those are a couple of teams that stand out. Brett, who goes into the postseason in the best shape? Well, I, if we're going to talk about entire postseason, I think the guys that go into the postseason in good shape are the guys that have buys. And and for any of those ailments or last minute, you know, we need to get this right. You've got some time to kind of take a breath, recharge the batteries, and get ready for round two after these first uh, these first round of playoffs go. So that would be Atlanta, Baltimore, Dodgers, and the Houston Astros. But uh, Philly came in came in hot, you know. And and what we're seeing now in the modern day game in two thousand twenty three is it's not that bad of a thing to get there on the in the last in the last hour and and Great point. ride that 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 adrenaline rush that we don't always have you look at the Atlanta Braves class of baseball this year everybody's been talking about them Baltimore I thought it was a really nice story early in the season they proved to me that they're more than a nice story winning over 100 games uh, the Dodgers quietly doing it in L.A. They, I think we've gotten used to them being so good for so long. And then Houston ends up winning that, winning the division the very last day of the season where nobody expected Texas to lose three out of four to Seattle. So uh, it's going to be interesting. But that those first set of, set of playoffs, man, they're so tough. You look at the matchups, you say, well, you know, to me, I, I look at the matchups and they're clear in my eyes, but I think, all it takes is, like Tyler mentioned, game one you lose in in the best of three, you're in a real tough position, and that can happen to any any team, no matter how good you are on any given day. If that opposing pitcher's uh, got his good stuff, it could be lights out for you, and now you're behind the eight ball, and and, and only one only you can only uh, deal with one more loss. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'd like to be as a player in the catbird seat, sitting there watching this first round and, and just getting my team healthy, getting their mind right. And like I said, recharge the batteries, but there is something to be said for, for, for playing, uh, coming down the stretch. You know, we talked to Tim Salmon on the, on the podcast and, and I keep thinking about that, that O2 run that the angels made. And he said, Booney, the entire month of September, Every game was a playoff game. We got to the postseason. That team that we were playing was waiting for us, and they didn't know what was about to hit them. We were in playoff mode, and they weren't. They hadn't played a playoff game since the year before. So I think there's a lot to that. It made me think about it a lot. So it's going to be really interesting to watch these first couple match, first few matchups, and then uh, we'll get into the swing of things next week. But, Tyler, there's also that fine-tooth comb. Uh, 2008, I was with the Tampa Bay Rays, and we – the, the race played like that the entire time, but eventually they ran out of gas. So th- there's a fine there's a fine line there of being hard battle hardened and tested and ready, and you don't have enough gas and emotions to get through the entire postseason. Yeah, it's it's really hard. I mean, it, you know, postseason theories about the postseason um, 
are you could always you can pretty much always find an example to to um to prove your point to prove your point um and you can you can also do it on the opposite way like you talk about experience mattering okay like well the angels know too or they had no experience whatsoever they came in they had a devastating loss in the late innings in game one at yankee stadium yankees have made the world series four years in a row i and then anaheim won the next three games and then anaheim just rolled through the whole postseason because their offense was just uh, like something i'd never seen just on fire like that so you know the marlins come in in 03 yankee stadium you know not a lot of experience miguel cabrera is 20 years old you know they 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 they, they win the world series in enemy territory with a you know, a young starter going on three days rest in game six, Josh Beckett. I mean, stuff stuff happens in the postseason that, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, Booney's team in 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 01, best team we've seen, um, you know, in, in a long time. Um, and they don't get to the World Series. So, you know, it just, it, it's really, really hard. You know, teams like, remember that year Detroit was really good in 06 and, and, and they kind of, Fell into the wild card spot at, at the at the end, and it looked like they were losing momentum, and then they just zipped right past the Yankees in, in Oakland. So, I, I never know what to make of it. I just like sit, sitting back and watching. Um, but certainly, sometimes it 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 can um, unfold any particular way, and when it does, then you can say like, well, you know, maybe it was because we had a layoff, or because you know we we grinded so hard just to get there, like the Braves in '93. Um, there's really no rhyme or reason. I, it's not to discount the reasons that the players feel because they're real. Um, but it just doesn't mean that it applies in, in, in most cases. Okay. Let's uh, I have an interesting question. I'm going to start with you, Tyler. I have teams that have been there before. I have a defending champion. I have teams that got there for the first time in a long time. In your opinion, who's just happy to be here and who has all the pressure they've got to win now? Yeah. I, I, I love viewing it that way. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I, cause I think, uh, I feel like everybody, you know, should be, you know, there to not just to get in. I mean, I, I think if you look at who's just happy to be there, um, Arizona and, and Miami, I think fall into that category. Just the fact that, um, you know, Arizona had a hundred losses, uh, more than a hundred losses a couple of years ago, and nobody really expected them to to get in. And they got in as a wild card, 16 games behind the Dodgers. Um you know, so it's a little different than Baltimore. Baltimore is obviously happy to get in, but when you win a hundred games, as they did, um, you know, there's there's a little expectation of, of of going a little further. I think, you know, if Miami and Arizona with 84 wins, um, if they manage to win a round or two, that's huge. You know, but just getting in already, they've had great seasons to build off of. So I would say Arizona and Miami for that question. Mr. Boone. Happy to be there. Um well, obviously Arizona and Miami because they got 84 wins. Anytime you have 84 wins and get to the postseason, you better you better count your lucky stars that you're in the postseason. Uh, so I think those two fall into that c- category. These guys, because of the personnel, they're not going to be happy to be there. But I don't think anybody expected, uh, and it came down to the last day, and I thought, how did the Rangers not win that division? They ended up not winning the division. But I don't think anybody expected the Rangers to be this good all year long. So are they happy? No. With the, Like I said, with, with, the, uh, with the roster that they have, it's a lot of veterans on the team, a lot of guys that have been there before. Uh, so I don't want to necessarily say they're happy to be there, but I don't think they expected uh, to be in position coming down to the last day to beat Houston for that division. 
So if we're going to put them in categories, yeah. And then you go to Baltimore. They, they, they were a great story. They were, hey, these guys are pretty good. Next thing you know, they won 101 games. So I wouldn't say they're happy to be there, but they're a young franchise. I think they're going to be good for years to come. Uh, me looking at it from the outsider, I, I would be hard-pressed to say Baltimore's my favorite, but what a great year they've had, and, and this is going to be something for the future that this is their first opportunity to get that postseason experience. Um, so I don't want to say they're happy to be there. Any player is going to tell you, no, we're not happy to be here. We're going to go win the World Series. But how many people really mean it and are serious about it? The thing I look with Baltimore, uh, and I've been worried about their their real uh, their real uh, strength on that team has been the back half of that bullpen. It's been a juggernaut. It's been there all year. Batista at the end. They don't have Batista. He's gonna he's gonna uh, he's gonna have the surgery. I know they were trying to get him back. Um, he was you know throwing some side sessions but he's got that partial tear of the ucl i guess they're not going to go with it that's a big blow to that team because he was kind of the anchor at the end of that team in their biggest strength so that's my kind of list of of happy and and not necessarily that means it's who true. Has pre- okay so who has to win who has uh, who has to win for me i i can from my experience tyler mentioned my 01 mariners team and that was the the entire year, that was the big story, is the Mariners winning 116 games. And to this day, it was such an unbelievable year, the, the best team I've ever been on, and one of the greatest teams ever regular season in the history of baseball. We don't win the World Series, so when talked about, it, it there's kind of a negative connotation. Uh, hey, that was a great year, but, but, you know, it always, and that's the that's life, and that's the way it is. I'll still have those memories and what an unbelievable run it was, but we didn't finish the deal. So, yes, that's a half to win. The Atlanta Braves this year are the Mariners of 2001. Everybody's been talking to them from start to finish. They really don't have a weakness compared to all the other teams. The best, one of the best offenses I've seen in a long time, setting records there in Atlanta. MVP is probably going to come out of Atlanta. Uh, so Atlanta's got to win. Baltimore kind of, you win 100 games, everybody expecting them to make some noise. Um, Houston, anytime Houston in the modern day makes the postseason, Nobody expects them to be happy to be there. Everybody thinks in the back of their mind, Houston could do this because of the experience and the two World Series. So those are the guys that kind of have to. And then you get to my one team. Unbelievable. It's the I always call it the unicorn of organizations. That's the Tampa Bay Rays. What they do year in and year out, turn over that roster year in and year out with a with a limited budget. Yet they're there every year. But what's the knock on Tampa Bay? Great organization, kind of the pillar when it comes to organizations. If if you if you account how much money they spend and the, the return on their product, but what's the one knock? They get there all the time, but they've never won. So I think Tampa Bay at this point with this team, they think they've got to win to make that legitimate. You got to have a World Series champion, Tyler. I, yeah, I think I agree with all that, but I also think the same thing kind of applies to Milwaukee. I mean, they've been there now in, I mean, you, they got to the LCS twice in, in, in the 2010s. Um, they lost both times at home. Um, so in 2011 and 2018. And lately they've made it a lot, 19, uh, 20, 21. Um, now again, um, they've had these three young pitchers for a while. Uh, you know, they'll have them one more year under contract and then, and then, you know, Burns and, and Woodruff can can leave if they want. Um, so I feel like there is, you know, some 
some pressure there to show that it's more than just a, a team that can win the central, you know, um, a team that can actually make noise is what they want to be. And I also would look at Toronto in the sense that like, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're the, the, the number six entry and all that. Um, but that's not a team that's just happy to be there. I mean, that's a team that's been put together um, for years, you know, for moments like this. I mean, they got in in, in the COVID year in, in 2020 and lost um, to Tampa. They got back last year and lost to uh, Seattle. And if they were to lose again uh, in, in that first round, it would really you'd really have to wonder sort of where where this is all headed. Um, I th- They can really erase a disappointing regular season where they you know they only won 89 games um with a a, a great october run that would really kind of justify what they've what they've built there talent wise because i think they you know to me they, they looked like the best team on paper um at the start of the season and besides alec manoa they they have had you know really good uh, health for the most part i mean they're 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 pretty pretty whole um so I think if Toronto in particular, Toronto and Milwaukee, but maybe even more so Toronto, um, you know, lays an egg in in the postseason, it's going to be really deflating because, um, you know, those are great fans up there. If they don't even get any games at the Sky Dome this year, that's going to be a real uh, a real letdown, I think. All right, let's get to the let's get to the wild card round. Uh, which is the most intriguing matchup for you, Tyler? Well, um, I'll be in Tampa Bay for 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 the Rays and uh, and and Rangers, and I feel like that's a good one because both those teams are really good. Um, <coughs> you know, Texas led the division most of the year; they lost the division on a tiebreaker. And Tampa won ninety nine games, so um, you know that that one to me is uh, is is very intriguing. They're all intriguing for their own reasons, but um, I just think there's a lot of uh, there, one very very good team is going to go home um, in that, and I don't think any of the four matchups have two teams as strong as Texas and Tampa Bay. Booney. Uh, I look at the American league. Uh, I look at the, I look at the American league and I see both, both uh, series could go either way. I, I look in the national league and just my eyes. When I look at the paper, I look at the numbers. I look at the rosters. Uh, I have two clear winners in my mind. Doesn't mean they're going to be the winners. I've been wrong before. Well, don't but worry. We're going to go through the brackets for you. Just when I just when I look at it, that National League is clear cut when I look at it. American League, not so much. I mean, the only thing I worry about with the Rangers, and I heard Scherzer was throwing a bullpen, and I know they're a different team with a, with a healthy Max Scherzer at the top of that rotation. But anytime a pitcher misses, especially a Max Scherzer who's – Kind of at the end of his career. This might be his last run. So if Max could be out there right now, health-wise, he would be out there, especially down the stretch trying to win the division. So my mind has told me, don't expect anything from Max Scherzer in the postseason. I heard he was throwing a bullpen the other day. Who knows whether he'll come back at some point. But they got to get past this Rays team. Uh, I think it's a matchup. They limped in. They lost three out of four to the Seattle Mariners, not really feeling it. And they went from having a bye to – or getting on a flight and having to go play in Tampa. So that probably wasn't the best scenario coming down to game 162. Uh, and Tyler was talking about the Blue Jays. Man, I look at the Blue Jays. This year, they fell short offensively of what everybody thinks they are as a unit. But they pitched better than I thought they pitched. And then you look at the pitchers. Berrios finally came back and had that that year that everybody's been waiting for. Uh you know, Bassett and Gossman, 
uh, Rio, Kikuchi's had a great, especially second half for these guys. They've got the best ERA in the in the American League. Fell short of expectations offensively. But I look at that Blue Jays team, and for whatever reason, I'm not buying it. I think the Twins beat them in the first round. But that's an wow. intriguing matchup. I just don't – I've watched the Blue Jays play enough. They don't have that factor to me. There's nothing there that scares me. So – that's that's my analysis of the first round thus far. All right. Well, let's get to the bracket challenge then. MLB.com has a bracket challenge up right now where fans can win a bunch of money. So let's see who's going to do better in the brackets, uh, Tyler versus Brett. So if you guys are ready to go, let me walk through the brackets for you. So the first one, Tampa Bay versus the Texas Rangers. Who do you have coming out of that one, Tyler? Tampa Bay. All right. Brett? Tampa Bay. Next one, Twins, Blue Jays. We just heard that Boone's <laughs> going to pick the Jays, or excuse me, the Twins. What do you think, Tyler? Uh, I'm picking uh, the Toronto Blue Jays right there. All right, so that's the first uh, uh, difference of opinion we have right there. All right, going through into the National League, you got the Phillies and the Marlins. Who do you got, Booty? Phillies. It's clear cut for me. Uh Finished, finished strong. They were eight and eight and three down the stretch. Uh, this is a, this is a veteran hardened team. Uh, yeah, I don't see the Marlins. Anything could happen in a three game series. <laughs> After game one, you lose. You're in a different spot. But on right. paper, on paper, Philly for me. What do you got, Tyler? I got Philly, but it's a tough matchup. Um, you know, you mentioned all the lefties. Yeah, Lazardo in game one. Um, He's really good, and if he can neutralize those lefties, they could be on their heels real quick. And uh, the Skip Schumacher, <laughs> you know, uh, presence—he uh, was—he was a big part of that uh, Cardinal team that beat the Phillies uh, years ago. But all that be- being said, Citizens Bank Park is one of the few places where I feel like home field advantage really matters in the postseason, and uh, I think the Phillies get out of that round. Uh, finally, uh, the final wild card: Brewers and Diamondbacks. What do you got, Tyler? Milwaukee, Brett. Milwaukee. They get the best. They get the best trio in baseball. That starting rotation. They're playing at home, and uh, AZ kind of Arizona kind of limped into the postseason. They lost their last four. Uh, Milwaukee for me. All right, we'll stay with Milwaukee. They advance. They'll end up taking on the Dodgers. Who do you like there? This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, I'd love to say Milwaukee. I'd love to see some I'd love to see some new uh new blood and see them go forward, but um LA will have everything 
uh, rested, planned out, scripted. Um, I know they've lost a lot of starters. I get it. I still think one through 13, they've got a really nasty pitching staff and, uh, and a heck of an offense. So I'll go Dodgers. Brett? Dodgers. It's not even a – that's all I got to say. It's not even a breakdown. There you go. I like that. All right. Then finally, uh, let, well, let's keep going over here. So you guys both have the Dodgers advancing. Uh, if all goes according to your plans, it'll be Philly and Atlanta. Who do you guys like there? I can't go against Atlanta. I mean, they've been the best team in baseball, and it hasn't really been close, I don't think. Um, so, I, I yeah, I'd, I'd pick Atlanta. Brett? Atlanta. Very easily. For there. obvious reasons. Okay. Then the ones you dis- that you disagree with, um, in the next round, it would be the um, – make sure I got this right for us. Houston would take on either Toronto or Minnesota. So who do you have, Tyler? Toronto and Minnesota. Or excuse me, Toronto and Minnesota. Toronto and, uh, and Houston. Toronto and Houston. Um, I'm going to go Toronto. I think the law of averages says that one of these seven years, uh, Houston will not make the LCS. And I just think Toronto, if if they win that first round, watch out because they are going to be on a roll. They will have broken down that first barrier of, of advancing in the playoffs and that talent can can emerge. So, yeah, I'm going to say Toronto. Booney, who do you got, Twins or Toronto? Well, the Twins are – we've already decided that the Twins in Toronto – no, it would be Houston against the Twins, you mean? Yes, Houston – yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused here. Houston, it, would be the, it would be the Astros for me. Okay. Like it. All right, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Boone. Who do you got? Tampa Bay, Baltimore. That's going to be a Tampa Bay – I don't. I. I think. I think. Still, I just. I still don't believe it. Especially missing Bautista. I still don't believe that Baltimore, wire to wire, and advance that far. I don't think it's going to happen. Tyler, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, it. It seems really disrespectful to to go against a team that won a hundred games. Uh, but you know, Tampa won ninety nine. I mean, ninety nine to one hundred one. I. You know, so I. I and I think. Yeah, I think the Rays would figure out a way to, to to win that series. All right, so you both have Tampa Bay advancing out. All right, so now we're down to the final four. I've got um, Tampa Bay versus Toronto for Tyler. Who do you have winning the American League pennant? You know, at that point, I'll just stick with Toronto. I had Toronto at the beginning of the year. Um, watch, <laughs> they will lose in three as Booney. Oh, Canada. <laughs> they probably won't get out of the first round because Booney has them losing to, to Minnesota. But you know what? I've gone this far with them. Um Again, they'll be on a roll, and I think that momentum and that talent takes them uh, to the AL pennant. And Boone, who do you have, Tampa Bay or Houston? I got Tampa Bay. I got Tampa Bay beating Houston. You know, Houston's won a couple World Series. They're still a, a great team. And by the way, getting they're kind of feeling themselves right now. I think they're, they're peaking at the right time, but I don't think it's going to be enough to get by Tampa Bay this year. All right, then both of you have Atlanta and Los Angeles in the National League uh, Championship Series. Brett, who do you have advancing? Dodgers. Dodgers, and this has been late for me. This has been the last month of the season. Uh, I've been an Atlanta guy all year. I was at Atlanta early in the season. I watched these guys for a couple games. Man, are they good. 
and fun to watch. But this last month, I've started to pay attention to the Dodgers a little bit. I kind of I fell into the trap of just uh, yeah, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. But I thought they lost both of the Turners. They lost to Bellinger, who's had comeback player of the year type season with the Cubs. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Gonsolin goes down. Their young, their young guy that they've been expecting a lot. He seems to not be able to stay healthy. May goes down. Kershaw's getting older. Urias is in the in the midst of a scandal now. He's out of the rotation. Like Tyler mentioned, they're all beat up all over the place. But I've watched this team play in September. They're better than I thought they were, and just quietly under the radar, winning a hundred games. Dodgers. Tyler, what do you got? <clears throat> Well, I have Atlanta. I'm going to go chalk in the National League. Atlanta's just so good up and down. No real weaknesses. Um, but I do uh, hear what Booney's saying, and I feel like the fact that the Dodgers are not are, are somewhat of an underdog, 100-win underdog, um, and people will be counting them out, and they won't have home field if it's Atlanta and all that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I will not sleep on the Dodgers for sure, and that would be an epic series. Um, but I, I – I, I, <clears throat> sorry, I got to go with Atlanta. All right, so that means, Booty, you've got Tampa Bay in L.A. in the World Series, and Tyler, yep. you've got Toronto and Atlanta in the World Series. I like it. Somebody's going to be wrong. So, Tyler, <laughs> who's going to be the world champion? Uh, Dave Winfield's going <laughs> to hit a double down the left field line. The Blue Jays are going to win. Oh, wait, that was the 1992 matchup. Touch them all, Joe. That was 93. But yeah, those those Jays, the Jays, Jays Braves in '92 was a, a great World Series. Um, that was a Toronto championship. This one will be an Atlanta championship. I think this has been Ronald Acuna Jr.'s year from the start. He was yep. not around for the '21 World Series. Uh, he's going to want his own ring, and he's going to get it. Brett Boone, will they be celebrating at Tropicana Field or Dodger Stadium? Dodger Stadium. I just think this is kind of the year that they're, they're, they're that battle-hardened organization. Uh, Robert's been at the helm. He's had so many great teams over the past five, six, seven years. A year ago, they were the Atlanta Braves, only they won 111 games. And everybody just thought everything was over. Next thing you know, they're getting upset by an 89-win team in, in the San Diego Padres. I think they've learned from that. I think there's the experience on that team is kind of unmatched. Maybe the Houston Astros, same type of experience as far as going to the postseason. But I just think I just haven't been hearing that much about them. I think what happened to them a year ago, when you win that many games, and, and we fell into this trap uh, the, in the 2001 season, won 116 games. And it got to a point, it wasn't arrogance, but we got to a point where we could not be beat. So we would roll into cities, and it wasn't a matter of if it was, we're definitely going to win the series. I think that year we went to New York thinking it was over. We just had to play the games. And the next thing you know, we're going home, looking at each other on a bus going, did that just happen? When you win that often, as the Dodgers did a year ago, I think you have a tendency to take things for granted because you are, you've proven over the long haul, you are so much better than everybody else. I think they learned from that. I think they quietly did it this year. They got something to prove. And and for whatever for whatever reason, the last couple of weeks has been telling me the Dodgers are going to win. And a month ago, they weren't even on my radar. So Dodgers are World Series champions. 
I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to buy that because I don't think Tyler's dog's buying that either. So he was over there barking, telling you now, Bodie. I'm going with Tyler. He's right. It's going to be the Braves. My dogs well, just think whatever team Darren Ruff is playing for will win. I, well, I I'll tell you. It, talking it, about it, Darren Ruff. I, I got no team he's on a, anymore. That's why he's a best-selling author. Uh, well, I got nerdy on you guys, and I went into the archives, and I started reading some articles about the postseason. And I found this little nugget. Out of the last 54 World Series champions, only 14 have been the best team entering the postseason. So that would put Atlanta in that in that category. And percentages say Atlanta's not going to win. So that's my nerd moment for the day, and that's all I have to bring to you guys. Tyler, reaction since you wrote the definitive book about baseball. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I look at the Braves and I feel like the Braves are so good, they should be the favorite, but you should always take the field, right? Like, if, if you give me the Braves or the field, chances are that one of those other 11 teams is is going to win, um, you know, the, the combined out the combined possibilities. But the Braves, to me, are, are just the best um, the best team. And, and again, I don't, I really don't think it's close. I mean, I know Morton has an injury right now, but uh, man, I, I don't know. I, um, that's what, that's what's so fun about it though. Right. I mean, last year, look at, I mean, the Dodgers were 111 wins last year, right? The Braves were great. Um, the Mets were great and the Phillies and Padres wound up in the uh, LCS. So you really don't know. Um, and that's why I, I, I can't wait for this postseason, And that's why, you know, I, I have a one versus six again this year. Last year it was one versus six, uh, Houston, Philly. This year I have one versus six, uh, Atlanta, Toronto. Probably won't happen that way. Uh, very well could be the Dodgers, but hey, man, I can't wait to get it started. Let me just give you, if you're looking for great reading material when it comes to the World Series, the grandest stage in history of the World Series by Tyler Kepner is available on Amazon Prime. You can get it tomorrow if you're looking for a companion piece. And available in paperback on October 11th. So there you go. Really? Yeah, save a few Damn, bucks, you guys are good. I try my best. All right, that's going to do it for our postseason wrap-up. Tyler, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy Tampa Bay. All right, my friends. Great to uh, great to be on with you as always. And Booney, thank you so much. Appreciate it from all of us here at the Boone Podcast. Enjoy the postseason, everybody. <laughs>